sorry. All right, gentlemen. Are we ready to start this mess? Mess? <laughs> ready. Engage. Spoon. And welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I am your host, Neil Porter, and I'm joined this week by... The one true man... Mike. Wookie. And this week, we are going to be discussing the second half of the Amazon Prime series, The Tick. And, per- and perhaps a little bit of the animated series, too, if we can shoehorn some of that in again. My toe, chum. <laughs> uh, but of course, standard procedure... Since we're recording at Wookiees these days, I can't have a I can't have a geeky cocktail. But uh, this week in geek, what do we have? Well, uh, Many, well, this two weeks in geek actually because last yeah, week yeah. I think we should start off with the most significant. Yeah, this Fortnite and geek. This Fortnite and geek. Yeah, Fortnite. No wait, uh, different. Uh, that's a game. Uh, <laughs> is better than PUBG. But Anyways, most significant, I think, is the the passing of uh, Stephen Sir Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Yep, on Pi Day. Yeah, it's like... Oddly fitting. Yeah, he, at least he picked the right day to die. It's... And did he die on Einstein's birthday, or... I know that his, the date of his birth and the date of his death were both significant outside of that. <clears throat> I can't remember. I, I remember that Shakespeare was born and died on the same day, but... Yeah, I've always been more of a literary geek than a science geek. So. <laughs> but yeah, Stephen Hawking, who figured out that black holes might actually be the portals to white holes, and was it, I, I thought at one time I, I labored under the belief that one of his theories was that uh, because of improbability or uncertainty, um, sometimes black holes might find themselves outside their own uh, their own event horizon and evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> If you combine them, does that mean there are Oreo holes out there? Yes, yes, there are. Um, <laughs> they, they're having they're having identity crisis. And double stuff would be the next scientific discovery. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, these days, double uh, stuff holes. There was, you know, there's there's Hawking radiation, which is named after him, which is the one thing that can escape the gravity well of a, of a black hole, which is the radiation that leaks off of a black hole as it collapses on itself. Is it the black hole then? As it collapses on itself, or is it the atoms well, as they collapse? You no, know, it's it's. Eventually, black holes stop being black holes. I can't remember exactly how. It's complicated and weird. It's it science. Some bigger blacker holes. <laughs> <laughs> that's only that's only science against humanity. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was a nuclear bomb. Well, speaking of which, I don't know how I feel about being having radiation named after me. That's kind of weird. Well, so it can be deadly. Well, if we look at virtually every disease that has a legit name. It's named after like the first person. Also, yeah, one should yeah. be, or also it should it. really be pointed out that pretty much everything is radiation. Light is radiation. Well, yeah, if you want to get technical, it's kind of like the word chemical. It's like, oh no, chemicals. It's yeah, like, there's chemicals well, in that. Chemical water. doesn't mean bad necessarily. There's, it's just a descriptor. Like yeah. like Ben Smartwater, there there's at least two chemicals in it that I'm aware of: hydrogen and oxygen. Those aren't chemicals. Those right, are elements. elements. <laughs> <laughs> they make <Yeah>. a chemical. <laughs> well, there probably are. Well, there are two elements because I think there's salt in that. So you've got dihydrogen monoxide and, uh, and, <laughs> yes. and sodium chloride. And sodium chloride and probably also sodium uh, and also probably 
calcium, potassium chloride. Actually, calcium chloride and magnesium chloride. Okay. And potassium bicarbonate. So, next up, there are chemicals in the water. Yes. Uh, <laughs> War trailer is probably the second lead. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There is a new. Which I'm decidedly not watching because I don't want to overexpose myself to. The I movie. watched it once. I've watched it a few times. It was. I. Thanos needs to make up his mind whether or not he's wearing his helmet. That's all I'm it's saying. Flashback stuff. Mm. Still needs to make up his mind whether he's wearing his damn helmet. <laughs> he's Thanos. He does. Because he, he looks stupid without the hat. Mm. It looks so derpy. Looks like a purple purple Homer like a, Simpson. Like a gumdrop. <laughs> no, I, no I, yeah, yeah. Angry gumdrop. The the purple Homer Simpson has been a running meme. I know. Yeah, well, there been, there's a reason it's a meme. Yeah, there've been many. Yeah, been many. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so disgruntled. Someone memed him earlier in life. Now yeah. he has something to prove. Well, he actually <laughs> is a deformed version of his race. It's part of why he is the Mad Titan. Uh-huh. Because all the other reindeer. They still had to call them names. Yes. <laughs> all the other Titans used to call them names. They never let him uh, join in all the uh, Titan games. Titan games yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider dropped. I'm thinking we might do a not a full episode on, on Tomb Raider at some point. A mini-review. Yeah. Uh, side note with that, another Tomb Raider game got announced also. Oh, yeah. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That surprised me. Cool. because uh, Also Squeenix? Yeah. So Squeen- the previous uh, one didn't. September well. this year, I believe, is the release date. Well, you can't really let a franchise like Tomb Raider go too long. You can't be... I mean, look at, look at, look at Nintendo... People are starting to yell at them over not having released another Metroid game, and now they've got Metroid Prime yeah. Four announced for Switch. Um, Even when they make bad ones, people still want them to continue making them because they're just such an. It's like you can't. Nintendo can't go for too long without like making James some movies, kind of Mario those cultural things that everyone yeah. clamors for, out of, at least out of nostalgia, if nothing else. Yes, there will. Yeah. There will. There will always still be new James Bond movies coming out. Always new Mario games coming out. I think I said James Bond game. I meant James Bond movie. Yeah. James Bond games, could, I mean, Goldeneye was good. but um. and Of course, now we live in the Disney era of Star Wars where that's very much the same thing. Like, there's always been some demand for stars, but there would be dormant periods where you wouldn't yeah. have Star Wars yeah. movies. Yeah, that's all gone now because it's a, a machine to print money. <laughs> and that was going to be a movie a year, and we're Which, getting several series. I'm a little worried about Star Wars fatigue. Like well, I've been I've been experiencing people been saying that about Marvel a bit too. I, I have been experiencing that too. Yeah, but time. to be fair, Marvel releases multiple movies each year, whereas yeah. Star Wars is just one. Yeah. So the only thing that Marvel I can understand the Marvel like fear. The only know? thing that, that that keeps me going with Marvel is that yes, they're all superhero movies, but they're all different genres. Genres. Yeah. That are also superhero movies, like the heist movie of Iron Man. Yeah, they've done a good job of switching that up. After and, episode yeah. nine. That's going to be pretty much how Star Wars is, too. Because yeah. they're going to be done with the Skywalker story after right. 9. And then all these other movies are going to be different stories. Right. Well, we'll see how that yeah, goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic yeah. that I'll keep it fresh enough yeah. to hold them. Solo comes out in May, but not on May the 4th. <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll definitely do an episode on that, just like we'll definitely do an episode on, on Infinity War. And shortly after that, Deadpool will be coming out. Yeah. Yep. Everything too, to be specific. Everything comes out in March, April, May, June, and July, and then we get a little bit of time off in August. There are <laughs> rumors that the villain, like the actual villain for Deadpool Two, might be the Juggernaut. 
That would be interesting because there are some really fun comic stories with Deadpool and Juggernaut, like the the Circle Chase storyline, which is actually what I cut my teeth on in Deadpool comics. Hopefully, Fox actually does them right this time. Yeah, oh, I don't want okay. him to be a joke character like X Men Three. Yeah, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. Uh, yeah. Hey, internet so, reference aren't we clever? Speaking of things, Marvel. Uh, Luke Cage, they revealed the uh, potential villain for Luke Cage this week. Did they? Yes. I've only seen the Jessica Jones drops, but I haven't watched any yet. I hear it's good. It's really good. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's quite as good as season one, but it's it's up there. Is it more watchable than season one? Because I couldn't finish watching season one. I mean, that's people's subjective yeah, senses of... Uh, like, I, I loved season one, but I couldn't keep watching it. It made me too uncomfortable. I'm not... Yeah, I mean, I mean, no I'm not squeamish yeah, at all when it comes to any kind it of... It was super so. rapey, and I, and that was the point. Well, yeah, that is the point. Yeah. But I couldn't keep watching it. <laughs> so yeah. they, they dropped a trailer for Luke Cage season two also. It looked, it looked really um, good. Well, it's it's only like 22 seconds, and it's basically Luke Cage... Telling you how it is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And you get a I feel like quick, I saw that. You can't hurt me. You yeah. Can't. And you get a quick glimpse of Misty with her new arm. So it was more of a teaser trailer. Then. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm excited about the violin. Uh, it's the actress from Sopranos, Annabelle Ciara. Um, she's going to be playing Rosalie Carbone, a dangerous downtown criminal underworld power player with an eye and an agenda toward Harlem. Hmm. She's already on uh, Glow. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, Marvel movie stuff, Black Panther has surpassed a billion dollars worldwide. Mm-hmm. So that's not continuing. doing well in China, but that's not really a surprise. It's full of black people. Not to sound racist, but yeah, <laughs> China has already made it clear that they only really like the Marvel movies that are full of what they consider to be pretty people. So like. Hemsworth, uh-huh. uh, Sc- uh, Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was part of why they didn't like uh, Star Wars. Has never been big there, but that was one of their biggest reasons for not liking the Last Jedi. Yeah. It didn't have hardly anybody who they considered pretty. Hmm. It's like translation, not chock full of white people. <laughs> <laughs> well, not. Well, no, I mean for China, for the Chinese, for yeah, the Chinese eye, yeah. I mean, you know, here the interesting thing, I want to take a moment to talk about this, like, it's it's one thing if you have, well, we're just talking about, like, butts and seats, right? We're not talking about, like, distribution or, like, number of theaters or whatever. Right, just... Okay, then that's different. If you you have a, if you have, like, an institution or society or whatever that's like, we're going to actually, like social engineer this as to how it's like treated or released or whatever that's one thing yeah, no, no. but if people just have their own I mean that's just it's just that's cult- just, it's just culturally they're not right. inclined to see movies that don't have pretty pe- that and, don't have pretty white boys in it and to be fair uh, a, a lot of this a lot of the movie yeah. stuff with trailers <laughs> and marketing stuff is visuals and superficial bullshit yeah. mm-hmm. so it's not like oh they're racist because they don't like it it's like well no no, like, no and it's just like people can be attracted to different looks and not as attracted to other looks that doesn't make them inherently racist that's no, just their this is correct this is just their you know preferences and aesthetics it's you know? just you can't help but sound slightly racist when you say it just it, well it's awkward uh, you yeah. know yeah I'll grant you that and and I need more and I need more material Material for the super. Right, cut. right. You got to keep building that super cut. <laughs> Shall we call it the supreme cut? I don't know. This <laughs> that sounds and that sounds horrible. That's the uh, point. I'm leaning into it. Leaning into that shit. Yeah. 
So, um, let's see. What else happened? Uh, um, Ready Player One buzz. South yeah. by yeah, Southwest. Yeah, South by Southwest. People there got to see Ready Player One along with the cast and uh, Spielberg himself. Spielberg is going to make a lot of is going to make a lot of money and win, yeah, a, lot of, win a, uh, a large number of another Oscars during the climax of like the third act. It got so loud that it actually shorted their system and the movie cut out. <laughs> which nobody got pissed. Wow. It just made them even more anxious to finish the movie. It's like the rave scene from Magic Reloaded. <laughs> <laughs> shake. What is it like? Shake the halls or walls or yeah. some shit. Yeah. And then when it was over, they got a standing ovation chanting Steven. <laughs> That's and and a standing ovation at South by Southwest is no is nothing to sneeze at. Right. Yeah. And um, trying to remember, I've mentioned this guy before, Angry Joe, uh-huh. the yep. viewer. He was one of the peeper, peeper. He was one of the people <laughs> who was peeps. there. I did not and, realize that he had gotten to see it. I guess that explains why he had a review of it. Yeah, and he said that um, even though it's not based on a video game, he called it a video game movie. Uh-huh. And he said best video game movie he's ever seen. Oh, easily. It's going to be. And he said it's it, a fairly low bar. He says it seems like. By the trailers, mm-hmm. that it, you're going for it purely for the nostalgia, but the nostalgia aspect of it was more of a peripheral to the right. Story. So they, they kind of mm-hmm. layered it in well. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is that with the trailers, you have to watch his review. Now. You'll you'll have you'll have movies that like use these elements more subtly or intelligently, but then people will have to go, hey, let's throw all the things at the kids. Hey, remember this? Remember that? Hey, look at that. Tracer and the Iron Giant in the same shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, you know, they, they pander to the, and you know, potential Joe had two people demo. with them, one who's a gamer and one who's read the book. Yeah. He's someone who was a gamer but didn't read the book. So right. they had a pretty wide yeah. frame of reference. Yeah, I haven't read the book yet either. The gamer who hadn't read the book loved the movie, loved all the references, but also didn't feel like it got in the way of the story. Mm-hmm. The one who read the books, like, there were plenty of changes, but they all made sense because you were right. taking it from book to movie. I'm all for changes that make sense to fit the medium. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. a purist. Like, for example, the Spider-Man, the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man, some people were getting their panties in a twist about it being organic webs, and I'm like, why does it matter? It makes a lot more sense for them to be organic. Even Stanley himself, when they made that movie, said, if I had thought of that, I would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, at one point, he had organic web shooters after yeah. after yeah. one of his mutations went weird. Yeah. Yes. Well, and and they built and they built that into it with uh, with the second one because suddenly the organic web you know didn't work. Yeah, it was on the fridge. Spider Man. Yeah, no crisis of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. You know the. Yeah. Well, Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. The first two were really good. It happens to lots of superheroes. Yeah. The third all, one was. Yeah. So, <laughs> so all three of those people said from their different perspectives. One reading the book, and the other, and all of them being gamers that. All said, very good movie. Steven did a really good job. And Sly Sylvester, whatever his name is, did the music, did an uh-huh. amazing job. Uh-huh. He does music for Spielberg a lot. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's face it. This is, a, this is a project that Steven fucking Spielberg... Spielberg. Spielberg. <laughs> Spielberg. <laughs> kind of funny slip there. <laughs> Steven Spielberg himself got fired up over Right. Yeah. I think it's because you know it's wife... going to be something that it, that is that is of quality. I think it started because his wife read the book and said, "Hey, honey," <laughs> and then he read the book. He's like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> oh, I'm excited about the pure spectacle of seeing it 3D on IMAX. I, I that would also, be amazing. I I am not like I've read the book. It's okay in my opinion. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's. Yeah. 
Because whatever. I don't I don't think it's like this great classic American literature of my generation like a lot of people seem to. Yeah. Um but I mean, who knows it may be regarded as such in the in the future but well, hey, right I, mean, I I always thought that mm-hmm. um oh gosh I'm having a drawing blank here Holden Caulfield was that book again Catcher in the Rye? Yeah. 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 I always thought that book was kind of crappy. Yeah. And everyone regards it as this classic book I'm like mm, this is kind of dumb and boring. So to hey, each their own taste. Yeah, teach I will own. definitely go see the movie. Um, because if we don't do an episode on it, then we're, then we're missing views. Alan's uh, music by Alan Silvestri. Alan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, to the internet. And, and at the very least, it's a movie that Steven Spielberg is producing and directing. Right. And yeah. The guy almost can't do any wrong. I have the movies. It's yeah. It's Steven it's, Spielberg. Steven, I have the Midas Touch Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And Steven, I made a, I made an animatronic shark scary Spielberg. <laughs> oh, another. That's a good, the, a good segue with uh, the whole legacy stuff and famous directors. John Favreau has been announced as writing and executive producing the new Star Wars live action series, which will no doubt one be of on them. A, yeah, one of them. Yeah. Because it's always one of many series or a television series. Television series, which will be on the um, Disney streaming service whenever that comes out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Disney's streaming service is expected to debut in 2019. Uh, oh, I remember uh, another piece of this week in geek news that I'm not sure whether it's uh, whether it's uh, accurate or not. I saw it uh, on Wednesday. Apparently, um, at least according to this source that I saw. Elon Musk is planning on launching internet satellites in 2019. Yes, I have heard that because um, he's wanting basically to... If you've seen uh, the first Kingsman movie, it's pretty much what he's offering except you have to pay for it. Unlimited, uh, pretty much unlimited uh, talk, text, and data anywhere $9.99 a month. for $9.99 a month. Holy shit. Uh, with a down speed of... Uh, with a transfer speed, an advertised uh, expected transfer speed of the nine ninety nine a month of ten thousand megabits per second. Yeah, and I think he's only at his thirty nine ninety nine a month. Wow. He's advertising one million. Uh, nobody even needs the ten thousand on no. a cell phone. No, right. But to be fair, no, here's the thing: it. nobody needs it now. You're gonna have that for your. You're gonna have that. You're gonna be able to log your computer into that too. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I he's apparently I in the pro- he's in the process of putting together to launch satellite based high speed internet and is going to be launching the first of 4000 satellites in 2019. Jeez. It was it was you someone mentioning 2019 for the yeah. Disney thing that, that reminded me. Um, <laughs> well. I don't know whether this is true. I saw a thing about it on Facebook. This is entirely possible that somebody is 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 creating an elaborate hoax because okay. it was on Facebook. <laughs> All right, so it's see. on CNET. Okay, never mind. <laughs> it's on uh, Wired. Uh, okay, yeah, so, so um, it's, that doesn't sound like a hoax anymore. I'll, be, I'll look into it, and I'll be interested to find out if he... Uh, Elon Musk is the most scary individual on the planet Earth right now. Because, um, like, seriously... I get supervillain vibes from him. Well, people do the, the comparison with him and the Kingman villain, you know. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, all the, there's like a chart and all these checkboxes are exactly the same. And then like at the end it was like supervillain question mark, and like you know they had the check mark by, uh, you know, uh, Valentine something. Valentine. Yeah, Valentine. Valentine yeah. yeah. And then like a question mark by Elon Musk. Yeah. What I was gonna say is I'm I'll be curious to know if he's actually uh, doing this on his own or if he's taking another giant helping of corporate welfare. 
Well, that pisses me off. SpaceX is doing it, so. So then it'll probably be a yes. <laughs> so if they start handing out SIM cards for the satellite thing, someone should look into them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so careful, don't drink the Kool-Aid. All right. So his the, to clarify, he's only doing internet. Okay. Uh, not doing self service. Okay. The thing is, is though, if you have internet, then you can yeah yeah you do can pretty much anything. Uh, so. Yeah. In 2020, Ultron will be formed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Elon Musk... Well, the thing is, is Elon Musk is either Tony Stark or he's a supervillain. Yeah. He's either a super... He's either... uh, He's either a capitalist superhero or or, um, going to kill us all. Right. Going to take over the world. Because he's not Batman. Because yeah. <laughs> so far, well, though no, you know, he's planning. He's he's going to take over the he's going to take over the world and then rule us from his palace on Mars. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, that's already got his car on the way. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, that's he sent his car there. Launched the car to Mars. through the looking glass. <laughs> so speaking of things, space um, in science news, um, the. Um, the astronaut who spent a year in space, uh, they have found that his genetic, uh, his genetic structure has quite possibly permanently changed. I heard about that. <laughs> Just from being in space for a year? Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, is that his twin brother, who spent, um, you know, who spent like 15 days in space, their genes, they were identical twins, uh, right. their genetics are actually noticeably different. Being in space changes a man. <laughs> space changes a man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a fantastic four. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't come back with superpowers, damn it. Yet. <laughs> Yet, yeah. right? He hasn't experienced a cosmic event. You're right, exactly. All he got was super cancer. Yeah. <laughs> cosmic rays. It's yeah, cosmic, cosmic rays. rays. Cosmic rays. So how are we doing on time? I don't know. I can't. I don't have my remote to... to Hit the thing and, and look at time. So, We've been talking for about twenty minutes, so I think it was probably started. Okay. Well, there were there were two there were two local things. Well, there's one local thing. Okay. You yeah, one local oh, yeah. thing that I that, that is worth mentioning. Um, so um, we're in Springfield, uh, Missouri, and there is nearby to us a theme park called Silver Dollar City. Um, they have a new roller coaster that is insane. Like. Whoever made it, I might very well have been on drugs, um, because it is a roller coaster. As long as the people that aren't operating it is a roller coaster with with loops and corkscrew turns and things along those lines. But it is on a platform that rotates, so it spins uh, horizontally while moving laterally and vertically. I feel like someone came up with this idea when they're in a four D theater. It's <laughs> okay. So like, what if what if we it's took like, like a let's take coaster? the teacup ride <laughs> yeah. at, at, at Disney? Except it apparently does not spin that. It's actually a very slow controlled right. spin. Yeah. But let's take the teacup rides at Disney and put it on Batman. <laughs> yeah. It's, sounds pretty insane. Uh, so. I, I I took one look at it, and there is there is specifically there is one section of of. Track which looks like a knot of loop de loops. Right. I took one look at it as and it's like I wouldn't write it just because of that. It also spins. Yeah. <laughs> I have thrown up on the teacups before. I know my personal limits. Yeah. <laughs> and I also know you don't if you don't if you unless you want people to hate you, you don't throw up on a roller coaster. Right. 
because that shuts the roller coaster down for like an hour and a half. And, and considering it was, the big, it was the big grand release for it, they might have came at you with port, uh, torches and pitchforks. Yeah, there so. was a three-hour wait for it. Yeah. Uh, but I went there on opening day, and my friends wrote it, and they said it was really, really awesome if you like, if you like that sort of thing. I was like, okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm not ever going to ride that because I don't want to die. So On the upside, the the... The most extreme roller coaster that I'll ride there, which is called Wildfire, which has like five loops and a corkscrew turn, uh, but it's still quite a lot of fun, um, had no weight because everyone was in line for, for Time Traveler. Also, it has a really great steampunk aesthetic, yeah. which is really just great. They got a steampunk, the gift shop there is all steampunk stuff. I bought yeah. myself a, I bought myself a goggle monocle. <laughs> nice. oh, awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> so also for those who are in, in a different direction, those who are into Viking things uh, and things Viking, uh, there is a place uh, opening today, as a matter of fact. Uh, yes, called Tommy Hawks. It's an axe throwing venue. Where here? In really? Here in Springfield? <laughs> I, yeah. Where 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 is this? Uh, it is here in Springfield. Hold oh, yeah. on a second. Um, I will. Get, I've got the information. That sounds here. amazing. Yeah. Um, so it is, uh, there we go, about, um, they are on... Suspense is killing me. I know, I know. Oh, I turned off my phone so I couldn't be distracted by it. <laughs> Otherwise called, I'd be looking at it right it's now. called Tommy Hawks, they're on Facebook, um, and a friend of mine sent me the, uh, let's see, because they they have a thing on it. It's two hour. It's two hours. Twenty five dollars per person, um, and you sh- basically I feel like there's a podcast road trip coming up. Yeah, just about, just about. <laughs> um, where the hell is it? Huh. Look, also, there we go. We also need it's to on do College that. Street. Okay, sixteen thirty one College. Um, we also need to do an escape room as a podcast sometime and talk about that. Yeah, is that east or west? Uh, 1631 College Street. Uh, it doesn't have an East or West. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, they're open from Thursday through Sunday. Thursday's league night, uh, Friday <laughs> through Saturday, Friday night. through Sunday, or noon to ten. You got to be 13 years years or older. Uh, if you're not an adult, um, you got to. I'm certain you have to sign about seven thousand waivers. Yeah. Uh, league pass is 165 dollars. But yeah, they are actually there is actually evidently the sport of axe throwing. It's that sounds so much cooler than well. Springfield is needed. Uh, oddly enough, I have thought on more than one occasion that Springfield needs an axe throwing club. Um, yeah, it's needed. Outside it, the SCA. It, it needed it needed axe throwing and it needed ramen. It got a, actually have a pre, two pretty darn good ramen spots now in Springfield, and axe throwing is the next thing to make it more hipster. Yeah. Well, that's what's so funny is uh, if like now we need a Hema club. Hema. They sell the, custom tomahawks. Yeah, they do. Sell Hema custom. is the is the mar, is the longsword martial arts guy. Ah, okay. Yeah. Someone's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. They already have the SCA and and uh, and uh, Eldoranth and yeah. uh, HMR. So and, yeah, and uh, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, Antgard. Yeah, Antgard is a big lot of Oh, on Tuesdays. Yeah, I'm in an axe ring league on Thursdays. Yeah, no, sorry guys. Yeah. So yeah, sorry guys. I, I got, it's league night. 
And the axe-throwing <laughs> club. <laughs> axe-throwing League Knight. Oh, I didn't know you played League of Legends. Oh, no, bro. I, I, I chuck axes. Dude, for real. <laughs> Sorry, no, my team needs me. It's League Knight. Yeah, bro. Right. You're bull. You bowl? No. No. Bro. <laughs> Throw axes, <laughs> man. Throw axes for bullies. for pussies. <laughs> I can only imagine the team names that they're going to come up with, too. Yeah. The trolls, the Berserkers, Dad the Axe. Dad Axe, though. Yeah, Dad Axe. Looking... Can I ask you a question? Oh. <laughs> it's like when I go to a Trivia Nights, um, my team name is always and in last place. So I'm looking at their website yeah. and I clicked on uh, to look at their axes. It says, take a peek at these custom wig peelers. Yeah. <laughs> Veteran owned and operated. Oh, very nice. I'll have to go check them out at some point. Um, Anyhow, we, we do have yeah, a thing to... Segue into the tick. An right. actual thing. The tick. Uh, what tick? of the week. The terror is, a, is alive. What? what? Spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, is that the for all that he is very distinctive, it is so easy to do... The the the, uh, yeah. the terror you know the right. terror. All you gotta do is tell them like you can't breathe. <laughs> Talk about giving smoke in your mouth, mm-hmm. right? Pretty much. <laughs> so uh, the tick part two. We, the, I love that the terror is a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You gotta make me faster! <laughs> so are we doing the customary spoiler free and then Well with the with the with the series it's kinda hard to yeah. Yeah. to you know to break it into spoiler and non spoiler. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we did non spoiler the first ep- the first bit. I will so we will do I'll do a very quick we'll do a very quick round table right. of non spoilery thoughts before we just go into spoilers. That's fair. Okay. Um non spoilery thoughts. I thought it was good, but I don't think it was good as the first half. Yeah, I would um, agree with that. I actually like how they I, they tied up a lot of the things they introduced in the first half. Mm-hmm. I went back and watched the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, start rewatching. I watched the the second half this morning, and then I went back and started watch rewatching the first half. And I was going, "Oh my god!" They set a lot of things up. They yeah. set a lot of things up from the very beginning, uh, and I'm just going. Holy shit. See, it was kind of counterintuitive for me where it's like generally there's exposition and then it becomes more entertaining or interesting after the exposition. But I feel like in this, in the Tickverse, mm-hmm. the introduction of the characters and these like funny like interaction stuff, like seeing everything for the first time is actually more interesting than the payoff. That was my opinion too. Yeah. Um, I don't know because I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed so much of the, of the, you know, of the character development. You, you know. look different. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's all that and given that's, what, that's the best way to lampshade a, a, a costume change. <laughs> right. Well and and given what actually happened in episode one, it's a total plot hole. <laughs> yeah, the fact that his costume changed. Yes. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And the effect it has later on. <laughs> Well, I, uh, I, I, I will say this. One thing I did really appreciate about um, the second half is 
the further development of Arthur's sister's character. I thought yes. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. How they implemented that. Okay, it's so it's really interesting to see this version. This this version's dot as opposed to the uh, the uh, the animated dot. I honestly don't remember much about. I don't dot remember the, dot at all. Animated series. Yeah, exactly. Which is probably she had up, a moth right? costume. Oh, two. Right. Okay. So, well, and, and okay, <laughs> best line in the whole thing, to me, uh, in the whole second half, uh, has to go to Miss Lynn, and it, with the accompanying hand gesture, villain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Okay. I love that actress. <laughs> yeah, she, she is amazing. She, she was great. Um, she is. Yeah. She knows how to dial it up and like dial it back really well. You well, know? do you have yeah. any thoughts you want to add before we just start? <laughs> I agree that the first half was definitely funnier, mm-hmm. uh, but I still very much enjoy. It still felt like I, was, I mm-hmm. it, it's one thing to see the characters, and say, "Hey, it's the Tick." It's but it's another thing for it to feel like you're watching the Tick if you Whoa. if you grew up watching the animated and, series. Yeah, theme music. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I was trying to get I, yeah, something else. The entire uh, thing, including the second half, still felt like I was watching the tick. Right. Especially every time Sarah Fenowitz opened his mouth. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and God. The yeah. opening dialogue of every yeah. episode. Yep, yeah. opening dialogue is great. <laughs> I the, tick, the tick voiceover. Everything you do yeah. becomes something you did. Yeah. <laughs> and your history, history comes and to history bite History is you. a lazy Susan. Yeah. Everything you push away comes yeah. back around to bite you in the aspiration. <laughs> I went back and rewatched some of the animated series, and I still say the animated series was the best incarnation. Oh yeah, so well, the animated no series they get away with everything. a lot more. Yeah, in the animated, yeah, the special effects was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the thing I liked, I, yeah, I liked the, the the way the characters developed in the second half, um, and because you know, Danger Boat. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Arthur. <laughs> yeah. So I think at this point we've pretty much said our piece of non-spoiler. It's worth seeing. You have, uh, watch it if you have Amazon Prime. Yep. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you know someone who has Amazon Prime. Steal their password. It's only like watching a long movie for each half season. It's like three hours. Yeah, because yeah. each like episode's only hour. about twenty minutes long, and it's uh, six yeah. and it's twelve episodes total. So yeah, yeah I watched the I watched the whole second half this morning. I watched the whole second half in one sitting like last yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. Because I watched it again this morning, just mm-hmm. you know, for everything that I missed. So. So yeah. Um, okay. So into spoiler territory. Um, okay. Danger woo, Boat has the hots. Yeah. Danger Boat has the hots for for Arthur. Arthur that that is, was it's very unsettling. And Alan Tudyk does a great job. <laughs> he does. The whole like it's like I, I just love like the whole like awkward kind of like walk of shame about last night tropes that they put in there. <laughs> yeah. Where he's just like doesn't know how to act around people and is like nothing happened. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry for how awkward it got when we were in the shower together. We were in the, the shower, shower together. Kid. You were the, the shower, shower, and I was, I was inside, inside you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't get more awkward. Yeah. So yeah, well, and, and then I have taser hands. It's a taser the Yeah. 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 I love Tick being convinced that he was a robot. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Well, apparently he could he could understand the robot, or at least thought he could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's like a Malkavian thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like he just kind of like in, intuits things because he has this weird outside perspective that even he doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah, even he doesn't. And you know, never know. He might be a robot. Well, and then, and then of course there was the uh, was the Armenian uh, the Armenian doctor behind the counter. Yeah, he was like, 
oh, they say the 9000 series was very advanced, <laughs> which just, you know, just fed right into that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we start, I mean, the thing is, is we start to see, um, we start to see, first of all, that, yeah, the terror had, in the characters, the terror has this plan <laughs> that goes just come and even when it goes sideways, he has a Rube Goldberg machine of plans. Yeah. Yes, he has. A, yeah, he because well, and we find out, of course, also that uh, he also he not only possess he started off playing a uh, uh, playing a um, oh a Xanatos Gambit, mm-hmm. and then ends up having to play Xanatos Speed Chess. <laughs> and loses, unfortunately. Well, uh, no, actually, because um, <laughs> he almost he almost wins wins by accident because the tick's costume, which changes between episode one and and the rest of the series, uh, was impregnated with uh, with the um, with the unobtainium of the of the of the piece. And big business. Big big business. Which, if you go back and watch the first episode, is entirely what Superion's ship is made of. Yeah, for some reason, people don't know episode one was the pilot, yeah. so that's why there's right. the change. I know, but they acknowledge the change. But still, it's right. You know, um, anyways, um, those people forget sometimes that there's still a pilot scenario because yeah. people are so used to oh, you just you have a something gets green light on a streaming service and it goes on and that's it it's like well there's still like a process to see if they want to do it oh yeah so you'll have first episodes that sometimes can be kind of disjointed or different thematically oh yeah and with a different costume which again they lampshade right you know they lampshade yeah. so beautifully uh, <laughs> you know yeah so it felt yeah, like well, they, they, they piloted it and it was in a big pilot with a couple other shows apparently one of them actually Another one also got greenlit from it. Uh, Van Glad, Van, uh, Van Dam, uh, Van Johnson, or yeah, yeah. Jean Claude Van Johnson, yeah, Van Johnson, yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnson, yeah. 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 <laughs> which was another thing that was piloted there, and apparently is going to get its own. Get That's it, get so it fucking surreal that I have to see it just to see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. there was another. I, one. I could. I thought it was like a joke at first. I thought then, it was too. And then at the end, I'm like, oh no, this is this is a real thing. They're taking this shit seriously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, sometimes a a pilot. Get something greenlit, but people don't see that pilot. Yeah, and then they do a new first episode. Like that one five had a pilot that was aired a lot later as a movie, Um, but the pilot itself was never it was was not something that was aired until like the first two seasons were. Yeah, a lot of times you never see the actual pilot of the series. Because you see the first concept. You see the official first episode, but you never see the true pilot. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the original Power Rangers, the the actual pilot for that series, the kids were actually assholes. (laughs) Like even Billy was a bit of an asshole. (laughs) It's like same actors and everything, but they were to they were more of a bully to Bulk and Skull than Bulk and Skull were bullies to them. <laughs> right. And Fox was like, no, we can't do this. Yeah. We're, we're fine with the rest of the show, but make the kids nicer. Right, right. <laughs> so, All right, segue you know, complete. Yeah. Yes. The tick. But, uh, yeah, it's because, again, one of my favorite scenes, one of, one of the ones I love, is him explaining his plot. Mm-hmm. It starts off. <laughs> was it, uh, you know, you know, grande, very slow. Uh, you know, and... Uh, 
Oh, on the on the drums. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah his, his crazy music <laughs> of the spirit, spheres bullshit. Right. Well, and you know, I love Alexa. <laughs> well, yeah, no problems on the yeah. There ain't no product placement there. No. Yeah, no, not a bit. But like, uh, just because you lampshade something doesn't mean it's not a thing. Yeah, like that's still a shameless. You know, it's still yeah. a shameless product, product yeah. plug, but yeah. <laughs> and then you know, so so we get to see, but it's only the villain that really does it. Yeah, and the villain is mildly aware of the fourth wall too. Right. Yeah. How the beggar? <laughs> yeah. Where did this pig come from? <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a good Where did the pig come from? Pig. What they were trying to do is relaunch. Oh, yeah. Oh. When they're talking about having a pet a cat, and he says no cat, it zooms in on him, pans back, and then all of a sudden he's holding a pig. Where did this pig come from? You said you didn't want a cat. <laughs> Isn't he the only one that breaks the fourth wall? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's really the only one who... Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, except for the tick, you know, with the voiceovers at the beginning. Yeah, but like, <laughs> well, that's that's not the that's not yeah, it's, it's different. That's a narrative device. That's not literally him being saying yeah. those things in because you, you you've got to know because <laughs> it's all, every time you see that every time you get that internal voiceover, you also see him walking around doing stuff outside. So I really feel like that's just us getting to hear an internal yeah. monologue. Well, no, okay, because it's the tick episode one. It's not a monologue. It's not an internal monologue. I have to. I have to go back and listen to it. Again. Well, to, really. so in episode one, when he's on the roof, uh-huh. and we hear what we think is an internal monologue, and then it turns out he's actually he's, speaking out he's, loud. He's, he's actually yeah. saying that shit out loud. Sometimes so, yeah. it's internal. Sometimes it's external. But it's always a monologue, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, so I, I love. I love the way that they develop, you know, the terror, that he has this big plan. Because my thinking is, maybe he's, you know, wanting to create more heroes. Well, I think with, with the, the tickets saying stuff, creating the demand for villains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are villains without heroes? <laughs> it's like, uh, he, the tick will articulate his monologues and stuff because he's scared to not have something going on or, like, hear himself talk because then he has to think and when he has to think that means he has to think about the nature of himself and that frightens him yeah because he doesn't know who he is or why he is or anything maybe about his I'm past. a dog yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's funny because it's like I don't know the, the, the tick it's like on some levels it's so ridiculous and it's by design and it's funny and that's great but on other times it'll catch you off guard with like how deep it'll go yeah. like the, the, the thing that I just described like that's a theme of the show is like the existence of like who who are you and how do you determine who you are and what's your purpose in life and all that stuff it's like very heavy shit for the tick yeah you know? <laughs> but but it, it but it fits with the way they with the way they've done it yeah um you know and then I love Miss Lint she oh is, yeah she's great yeah. she is because you know it's really hard to tell where her loyalties really are well I think honestly I the terror is great I disagree and all, but I think her loyalties are to to her well to herself. Well, no, I, I think well, I, I think her loyalties are too villainy. To villainy, because yeah, because on the one hand, you know she's totally what you know she's totally behind. She has no misgivings about doing bad. Oh, yeah, no. she's yeah. totally behind the terrors. Uh, you know the terrors. Until she realizes the terrorist plan is batshit insane and stupid. Yeah, it's like oh, you know, and then yeah, by the same token, she's perfectly willing to offer you know uh, overkill. Um, you know, Esteban. Uh, <laughs> love the way she says says his name because she just kind of like misses out that mi- that middle middle consonant, Esteban. Um, and uh, she's you know 
perfectly willing to have Overkill join her and, you know, get rid Together of the terror. We can take over the universe. Yeah, yeah. You know. well, again, I, I mean, I don't think these things are mutually exclusive. Her loyalty is to herself. Like, yeah. whatever she wants, she'll get. And it doesn't matter if she has to team up with the terror or Overkill or whatever. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're the ultimate selfish being, that is going to lead to evil inherently. Um, but yeah, that's just, you know, she wants to run shit. Right. And, and by the way, I love how she consolidated her power at the beginning of the second half. Right. That was amazing. Oh, you got a little something on your head. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was going to straight up murder him. Yeah, I thought I so. I thought she was going like, to like burst his eyeball and stuff. Right. You know, branding is really important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in her wah, case, it's There's one thing that, as a fan of the cartoon growing up, that really made me happy. It was very brief, but made me very happy. Is When he's looking at the spoon, he's, I can almost see myself. And he just stares at it and goes, Spoon. <laughs> yep. He didn't uh, scream it like he yeah. did in the cartoon, but sometimes it was, less it was is, enough. Less yeah. is more. Right, sometimes. right. Yeah. But yeah, and what we see. Nods. Yeah, yeah. Nods. Well, and, and we're like, seeing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No. We're seeing all the characters, you know, develop into, you know, into yeah. fully fledged. Because we're seeing Arthur become his heroic self. Right. You know, he had the perfect opportunity to get away. He sees the suit, puts it on, still has a perfect opportunity to get away. What does he do? He goes back and saves the, the, the tiny doctor. Tiny doctor. Right. You know, the, it's uh, so adorable seeing him try to like anyone else saw become a hero. Anyone else predicted Walter being semi heroic? Eh, um, something was up with him. I I didn't yeah. I didn't predict it until uh, right before the terrorist goons showed up and threw a, threw a bag over his head. I was like, wait a second, <laughs> did you see him pose? Because he posed. <laughs> he really did. Like, I, uh, okay. Like, when, when, okay, in, in the last episode, mm-hmm. right before he lays the beat down on some people mm-hmm. um, and plays dumb afterwards, um, he, he says the most cliche, get away, you gotta get, you know, run. Mm-hmm. And he stands different. Yeah, almost like a superhero kind of stance. Yeah, he he strikes a a semi superheroic, not pose but stance. Okay, were you saying Walter? I'm thinking of his of his step. The step. Yeah, that's that's, that's what we're talking about. He kicked several. Or he kicked the terrorist minions, minions asses yeah. while bagged. He had a bag over his head. He kicked their ass, and then Arthur goes, "Okay, Walter, hang on." Turns around, they're all knocked out. Yeah. He goes, "What'd you do? I thought you did this." What I'm thinking is he's been obsessed with superheroes for so long. Okay, I have missed episodes then. You missed the last episode. Because uh, I got to episode 11. There's 12. There's yeah. 12. Okay, I didn't see it. I didn't see episode 12. Okay. Uh, episode 11 re- loops back to... <coughs> to one. To one. Yeah, I had, I yeah. had to, I had, yeah, I had to manually weird. stop it. Yeah, there's yeah, some kind of weird issue. Yeah, I, don't, I, didn't know what, I couldn't tell episode. what was up with that either. I thought, for a second, I thought that 11 was the last episode. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't feel right. I missed and I went through and I had to manually... Yeah, well, they actually wrap up everything in 12. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you missed it, um, but you have something to look forward to. Spoilers. Yeah, no shit. Um, but I think we're going to have to talk about more spoilers, with, even though you haven't seen that episode yet. I'm, I'm good with it. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. What I think uh, is that it's, he's been obsessed with superheroes for so long that he's been self-teaching himself and preparing to be one himself. I disagree. I think he's Uncle Samson. 
No, because they shot Uncle Samson right in front of. They shot. They killed the rest of them in front of them. Yeah, we see. Mm-hmm. We actually see the other that. five. Yeah, didn't they? Because they said they explicitly Uncle's... said that there's the dog and straight shooter that were the only ones that were yeah. alive. Like well, the rest no, of, wait, you, the rest we of them got syphilis see. and died. Yeah, and we <laughs> never see Uncle Samson die. We hear them say Uncle Samson is dead. But I, I still think that he's just been obsessed with heroes for so long. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I think he's probably prepared we'll for out in season it. two. I guess. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I love the whole, and of course the the, the development that you know. Oh, hey, he's uh, you know, he's actually uh, huh. uh, oh, great. Anyways, um, you know that he's actually a straight shooter. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty. That was pretty well. Um, just like. Not foreshadowed, perhaps. Well, not foreshadowed. Just like it, I felt like that was obvious it, that that overkill was three shooter. Yeah. I love the, uh, I love this the the, <laughs> the torture scene with uh, <laughs> with overkill and yeah, uh, Lin Lin. Yeah, oh, and it was yeah. so awkward, like. Because uh, Dot, Arthur's sister, is watching it happen, and I just loved like seeing her facial reactions, just like what is going on here, like being give con- it to me, confused yeah. and disgusted and everything, and then you will uh, need therapy. Yeah. It's like, but not not couples therapy, like, individually. <laughs> That's great. And, and I love Miss Lynn. Oh, we know, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, just not not even arguing, not being at all sarcastic. Yeah. I it was know. just like a resignation notice. Yeah, like, I know I'm like, fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys recognize <laughs> the voice of Midnight, the dog? No. So he sounds different now. It might have been intentional, but I looked at the trivia on IMDb. He's the voice of the original Tick in the animated series. Oh, oh I didn't know that. I didn't realize that either. But yeah, no, I, I get it. Hmm. <laughs> That's weird. Interesting. He just has a uh, has a search database phone, um, uh, website I just ran across. But uh, yeah, that the whole that whole dynamic between him and uh, between him and Miss Lynn. Yeah, it was really yeah, interesting. I knew there was good in you. It wasn't the good in me that you liked. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know. Yeah, that fight scene between uh, Midnight and Overkill was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like. Yeah, and and uh, back on the boat is like you know, beneath it all, he's a good dog. <laughs> <laughs> and earlier you were talking about Arthur becoming a hero, like everything that he had done up to that point, you didn't get to see it since he didn't see twelve. But I think the point where he officially actually, I think, became a real hero in. Was it in the last episode? Or at least it was recognized as such. Because he became a real hero and he saved those people in the bus. And they take all the well, credit for it. What I mean is for him. Yeah. As far as the way he sees himself and as far as... Because okay. he's always been a coward. Yeah. Even when he saved the people on the bus, he's always he was still a coward. Yeah. Terror has a gun to his head. And mm-hmm. he's... Looks like he's about to pee his pants, and then it's like you see a change in him, and he just opens his eyes and basically tells him, "You can kill me. You still lost." There is a cat now who's going to uh, to is going to uh, <laughs> offer sound baffling to uh, Mike. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I and see, yeah, we see. I think we start to see that point coming when him in, in at the end of episode eleven, when him and the tick, you know, start running at running toward the BLM. No, Freya. Yep. Yep. And and then uh, you didn't get to see the reaction to see the the resolution where they shrank the VLM. I mean, that's not. It's pretty predictable. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there was only a twenty percent chance of success. Obviously, they're going to succeed. Yeah. Well, and, and the and the now not now not so large man was like, I need pants. Right. And don't worry, those people will pants you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, and 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 that I felt was actually a very slight nod to. My favorite episode of the animated series, which is the Tick versus Dinosaur Neil. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I may be slightly biased. A little biased, yeah. Because um, <laughs> there's this paleontologist uh, who uh, turns into a dinosaur by eating some dinosaur cells, and they try to uh, they try to get him to calm down and stop destroying the city by constructing a giant pair of a pants. giant pair of chinos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they catch on fire. Uh. <laughs> Oh jeez! Now I want to. I need to rewatch the animated show now. Yeah, it's so uh, good. Yeah, because the animated show was was. I want to say it's on one of the streaming services too. I think it's on Prime. I think it's on Prime. I think, yeah, I think both. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's like synergy, right? Cross promotion. Like, hey, hey, kids! No the original tick to keep you hungry for more new tick. Right. But, I saw they added the short-lived Fox version to I think yeah Netflix no it was Prime yeah, it was Prime, Prime. Prime. Uh, Patrick Warburton Tick yeah yeah which uh, he was a pretty good cast as, casting as the Tick oh yeah. yeah yeah he definitely fits I just hated that the, the mask didn't actually cover his face <clears throat> yeah well that's you know other than that it was completely accurate it like looked right out of the cartoon it just yeah. didn't cover his face at all so I want to yeah. go on record as saying my favorite character is still. Tinfoil Kevin. Yes. yes. Oh, Tinfoil yeah. Kevin. Wow. Kevin has, Who lives good. inside a robot head. No, he doesn't. He's homeless. That's his office. That's his office. <laughs> That's his office. Yeah. <laughs> his office. But yeah, uh, yeah, because like, Tinfoil Kevin is like the utility character. You, like, you know. I can, it's like, you want me to fix that for you? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, here, let me pull my tools out of my back pocket. And know. then... He puts together the... He fixes the hat. What he says yeah. about getting addicted to money or something? <laughs> money is an addiction. Yeah, addiction. yeah. because when Arthur offers to pay him to keep it... <laughs> right. Keep you guys just went in ten, like 10 minutes ago and came <laughs> out right about now. <laughs> yeah. It's still hard for me to believe that's a buzz from Home Alone. Oh, man. That's so weird. Yeah. Well, and, and... Someone actually mentions something like... Uh, uh, that you know, uh, I think it's the the Armenian agent, uh, or no, no, it, it's uh, it's Doctor Karamazov. Says you know you're shaved betters on the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god! I mean, I'm not a bear. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a bear. Join the club. No, I'm making a club. That was so great of how it picks up immediately, and it's just like one of the first things is him kicking Arthur in the nuts and running away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was amazing. Punches him in the nuts. Yeah, oh, that's right. Punches him in the nuts. Yeah. Can't kick that high. Yeah, you can't kick that. Little man punched yeah. me in the crotch and ran away. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, he's like Kevin. You got to stop being everywhere. <laughs> Would you actually latch that door, please, man? Uh, Thank you. 
but uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and I, which I think was a kind of a nod to the fact that Kevin was a utility character. He's always yeah. right where they need him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's the plot convenient character. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, he really is. I mean, because, you know, for someone who is homeless and, you know, and what have you, he, you know, he helps put Karamazov in the robot, the robot body, body. Yeah. you know, and fixes a piece of advanced technology with just a, a screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a homeless yeah. MacGyver. Is yeah, he really is. Homeless MacGyver. Yeah, and uh, it's like <laughs> when he's when he's vacuuming the tick in seam. <laughs> yeah, get all up inside there. <laughs> Destiny's got our hand way up in our puppets, <laughs> which is from the second episode. Yeah, that's just a lot of sparkle I didn't know I had. <laughs> right, the tick has robbed the sparkle uh, I didn't know I had. The tick has a knack for saying things that aren't. <laughs> Like, he doesn't actually say swear words, but they're much filthier than if you just swore. <laughs> yeah. Like the puppets thing. Yeah. Just <laughs> I'm just like, ugh, I just squirm when I hear some of the things he says. <laughs> right. And the great part of it is, it's said entirely innocently by him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From yeah. Him. That's what makes yeah. it so great. Yeah. It's like, it was great to know me. And, you know, of course, <laughs> of course, that is another great part of what they're doing with this is that whole search for identity yeah. and Arthur telling him none of us know who we really are right you know in that moment between them of oh like a quest <laughs> yeah and they you know they bond that sounds like me <laughs> yeah that's, that's got me written all over it <laughs> in the first in the first half like I mean obviously you know as time went on they learned to uh, or I guess I should say because the tick was always enthusiastic the, Arthur learned to tolerate the tick more but in the second half, it seems more like a genuine friendship and stuff. Like, he's yeah. kind of like, they understand each other better, and they're kind of in a rhythm now and stuff. Whereas mm -hmm. the first half, it was just kind of like constantly being harried by the tick. Like, he would just show up, and he'd be like, oh, God, like, why won't yeah. you leave me alone? Yeah. And, and now it's, yeah, it's like, no, tick, you're not a robot. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, he's kind of like, he's more protective of the tick now. Right. Which is What's... funny because it physically, the tick is the invincible one. Yeah. Right. So that's an interesting dynamic where it's like he emotionally protects the tick, where the tick physically protects <laughs> Arthur. Right. Well, and I love that their Uber driver was always Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And speaking yeah. of invulnerable, this is, this is, I owe my life until I save yours, which is impossible. <laughs> yeah. It's like pretty much impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like, all right, except you must, if you promise never but, to kill again. I don't That's know. Cold. That's cold. <laughs> I don't know if my life is worth that. <laughs> which is kind of funny because up until that point, he also overkill. Events is having this death wish, right? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's like Shakira. Did you just call your gun Shakira? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you fired it fifty-two. No, fifty-three times. You can tell that just from smelling it. <laughs> it's like okay, but the yeah, I like that dynamic between Overkill and Dot. There'd definitely be a clips don't lie joke in there, but technically they're magazines. This is true. This is true. <laughs> well, I, I guess you could find a firearm that would have a clip, but uh, yeah, it wouldn't but, be the kind that he wields because he's all about the gigantic magazines and right. I mean, his name's Overkill for God's sake. Exactly. Exactly. Full auto. Which you magazines. might have to change that if you can't kill now. Yeah, underkill. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing of uh, he's also the first one who takes uh, dots seriously. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, 
It's like, how'd that work out for you? Yeah, you know, he's like, no, no, my gun's a little big for your frame. Here, I have Glock 26. <laughs> well, I think the thing about his interaction with Dot is, like, he sees himself like a younger version of himself in her, mm-hmm. where it's like he wanted to do all these things and be heroic and stuff, and no one took him seriously. Mm-hmm. So whenever Dot is like, no, I'm a part of this too, he's kind of like, all right, well, I'll at least give you a shot because people didn't want to yeah. give me a shot. You know? <laughs> yeah, Arthur doesn't want you part of this, but I already picked you as a badass. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. right? Of course, Dot also uh, sources another one of the funnier lines. You brought a date to our showdown? (laughs) (laughs) Again, Miss Lynn, I think, got some of the best lines. Best one-liners. Best lines. Yeah, one-liners, you know. It's just like, villain. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, And I liked how... Tara's um, great, but she's better. The terror was like, Oh, I gotta give it to her. She really burned me on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and the other one... Oh, sweetie, you of all people should know, I am the power. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. I figured that when he sent Dot to turn off the power, he was like, she's just going to do it herself. She generates lightning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Kids' research holds up. And that was the other part where overkill, you know, is like when they're talking to Midnight, yeah. Yeah, the kid's research holds up. <laughs> right. So, you know, he becomes his advocate for every other hero, you know, mm-hmm. on you know, around him. <clears throat> Sidekick mascot. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you know, the thing is is for when I was looking at that, re watching it the second time, watching Midnight having to realize that's that's a dog actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's not just an animatronic. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> when he was saying sidekick, you know, you watch it, you go, yeah, that's a dog barking. Yeah. <laughs> Canine thespian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it was really good. That's not Dr. Caramel's song. Another thing I noticed about the second half is that, uh, like, Overkill has even less control over Danger Boat. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it was tenuous at best, but now it's completely off the rails. Like yeah. Danger Boat just does and says whatever he wants, whatever he wants, and Overkill acts like he has some sort of authority over. Can I come in? Apparently, apparently. Yeah, uh, it's like, oh, but it's Arthur, <laughs> or it's Arthur's sister. Yeah, it's Arthur's sister. Yeah. <laughs> He's not here right now. He's doing. Land things with your sister. <laughs> Land things, yeah. Land things. <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> I love Alan Tudyk. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Even before we found out that Danger Boat was Steve, <laughs> he, he Steve had... Steve the Pirate. Huh? Steve the Pirate. Steve the Pirate. Yeah. Well, no, he, he uh, in when he's talking to Tick, he's like, mm-hmm. the boat... I'm a ma- identify as a male boat. Oh, named Steve. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if that is a reference to his dodgeball role then, because he was Steve the pirate in dodgeball. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't Could put be. it past it. Boat makes sense. Yeah. Okay. A male boat like a mailbox. That <laughs> 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 is male. What were we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the such. There, I mean, are, there are people I talk to that it's like talking to the dick. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, the whole thing was so well written. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and going back and watching it a second time, the editing is amazing. Oh yeah, it's really good. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because there there's there's like when the when the terror walks up the table at at, at BTC. Um, there's this huge chandelier in the way. Mm-hmm. They shot it in such a way that it it's never obvious that that, that he should never have been able to do that without having to duck. Mm-hmm. You know, because when he's past it, he's leaning forward, looking all ominous and shit. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, editing is very much like special effects, where when you don't notice it, it's doing yeah. its job the yeah. best. And it yep. de- I, a lot of times it doesn't get the uh, the accolades that it deserves because it can be yeah. so important to a movie. And Exhibit A, Batman v Superman. Oh, Exhibit B, Suicide Squad. <laughs> That's like, where editing goes wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, say, it, um, <laughs> just so many places, you know, so many good examples. Like every time the tick comes in through a window and breaks something. But again, it's like we tend to remember bad editing, but not remember the good editing. Right? It's because we don't notice good editing. That, that's exactly, exactly my point. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and something, another thing I love about the terror is a villain is he does things just for the sake of villainy. Like yeah, yeah. It's like I started this drink and I, I have a super secret ingredient nobody ever knows about, and then it, it's not. Uh, oh God! You poisoned. Poisoned it. I peed in it. One drop in every every bottle. <laughs> Good one, sir. Which makes me wonder, like, did he store up enough so that while he was gone there was still urine in it? It's only a drop, right? So it's possible if he stored enough, if he hoarded enough of Well, keep urine. in mind, even though he was dead... He was still... He was still alive. Yeah, yeah that's true. I don't know. I don't know what his your smuggling mean, mechanism is. All the competition. <laughs> you, don't to, you don't need to think about it too hard. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's a yeah. It's the tick. You it's really. It's to, best not in to, general to not to not, not think not about any of it too right. hard. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something else he didn't get to see: the escape pod of his T ship. Oh yeah. Was, was a lowercase T. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Or for that matter, you didn't even get the. I gotta admit, she burned. She burned me good on that one. Yeah, yeah which I've got to say. Lowercase T is such a nice touch. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm. I'm interested to see what they're gonna do from here. Yeah. 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 I just registered with Aegis, by the way. That was what I was staring at my phone for. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can you can register with Aegis the. Superhero registration. Awesome. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because I have have a card and everything. (laughs) Call me implacable. uh, (laughs) Midnight tells Arthur, says, you're in the public eye now. Big Brother's going to be watching. And then just walks off with no context. Like, what are you talking about? There were six drones following him. (laughs) Yeah, Aegis drones watching him. Right. Mm -hmm. And the episode is like the beginning of the end. And then in parentheses says the the dawn of... Superhero, the that's birth of superheroes, right? No, eleven was the beginning of the end, or the end of the beginning, end of the beginning, and then twelve was beginning of the end, and then like AKA the birth of superheroes or right. dawn of the new superheroes or something like that. I I gotta say, in this particular uh, incarnation of the Tick, um, this you know this universe, I actually don't want to see any 
direct throwbacks. I don't even want to see if, too many. Even if somebody them. gets the, uh, even if, even if somebody, even if they get the rights back to like Deflator Mouse and American Made, I don't want them to show up in this. Sewer urchin. I yeah. wouldn't mind if it was I, like occasional appearances. I don't I, want. I, them no, I don't want. I don't want anyone from the old stuff to show up in this one personally. Not because I. Not because I don't. I wouldn't appreciate it, but I think it would let. It would. Um, Limit the creativity. Yeah, I, well, I feel like it would it would cheapen what they're making here. Yeah. They could do like Marvel does with some of their stuff rather than actually having them, have them in, be in the background. Or, uh, you know, a newspaper article with a picture. Right. Yeah. Deflator Mouse stops bank robbery. Well, something like right. that would be fine. Right. Um, Acknowledging they exist without having but them have, in but, the no, but I don't want any of them to be care. Like, I don't want them to show up. I don't want, I don't want them to end up fighting Chairface Chippendale. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was thinking a lot of the same thing. They've done so much. Well, there's with there's only so much you can do in live action. Yeah. Like live action, like I mean, don't get me wrong, it's pretty ridiculous. You've got Danger Boat and Overkill and stuff, the Terror, but it's like Chairface. No, you can't do that in live action. That just doesn't work. No, no, you can't. It's and, and well, the thing is that, but they've also, I mean, the Terror in Miss Lind. They they've done such good things with that. You yeah, know? they don't. That, and, that, and that's the thing. I don't want them to... I want them to expand this universe. Right, exactly. Yeah. I don't want them to fall back on another universe. I, and I'm not, I'm not really yeah. worried that they will. The only like, real the fallback... The vibe I get is that they do want to kind of do their own yeah. thing. The only real fallback I would like to see happen would be a reference to the Tick's most, most unknown superpower. Only showed up in the comic books. Yeah, he has the ability to produce a limitless number of $2 bills from his pockets. <laughs> That's so weird. And yes, people look it up. The $2 bill really was a thing. I have a couple. Yeah, I, 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 I may still have one. I have at least have one because, because it is actually currently employed as the mute to my violin. Okay. <laughs> I've had people actually refuse that as change back when I worked at McDonald's. That's they, not real. It was real. That's, wow. It's like, and, you know, the Google thing that is, shit, when, I used to, when I used to work at a convenience store um, for about three months, uh, <laughs> the uh, $2 bill we would see right around the Chinese New Year, just tons of them. <laughs> Makes sense. Because they're good luck. Yeah. They're considered good luck. Two is a, a, a lucky number. Two is a lucky number, exactly. Okay, well, how well, we on time? Yeah, uh, we've got like twenty minutes. If we want to keep going, or we can call it. I, I think I think we covered this about as yeah, well yeah. as we yeah. can. Yeah, the real question is: is that enough time to really get into the cartoon version? I don't. Think I don't know. So. I don't think it I don't is. Think so. really it's hard to we'll save that for another. I would want to watch some of the cartoon again. again. Yeah, we we, might, we yeah. can rewatch that and then yeah, visit we that might want to. We might might want to put that on hold and talk yeah. about the cartoon in a in a couple three weeks. That's fair. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about Jessica Jones next time next yeah. week. Um, right. Just yeah, and yeah, we can couch the. I'll put the tick on the. I'll put the animated tick on the uh, on the list. All right. Cool. Uh, but yeah, we don't really have much else to say. Uh, ben, you're going to be at a con next week, right? Yes, I'm going to be at ICT Comic and Sci-Fi Con in Wichita, uh, where they will have Sam Jones from the 1980s. Yeah, Flash. Oh. That Flash uh, Gordon. Yeah. Um, I will not be there, but come say hi to Ben. Um, he won't have any of my certificates to sell, but uh, that's okay. 
You can't get the full service unless I'm there anyway. So are we <laughs> going to record next week then? Um, that's a great question. We kind of need something. So. We what? need some form of content. I wanted to talk about Jessica Jones, but uh, we could still we could theoretically just record without you, Ben. You could. Except no, because I've got a thing on Saturday too. So never mind. I'll come up with something. Okay. Um, so no recording on Saturday. Yeah. Um, TBD. Yeah. I'll try to throw something together with my two brothers and call it my brother, my brother and me, and to get in trouble with the. <laughs> there, there's a there's a story there. Um, I'll get in trouble with 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 a much 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 bigger more popular podcast. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll explain the story because it's worth checking out. I am willing to plug a different podcast on this podcast. There's a podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me. Uh, which is done between these three brothers, if you could Shocking. tell. Um, I thought they were sisters. Yeah, give me a second here. But technically, if it's just my brother, my brother, and me, it could be a sister. My brother, my brother, and me, uh, which is a weekly comedy advice podcast uh, put together by Justin Travis and Griffin uh, McElroy. The, uh, the McElroy brothers, actually, sorry. Um... It's really, really, really fucking funny, um, and they've been and the McElroy brothers have been doing have been doing they do, they do a number of different podcasts and web shows. They also do a show called Monster Factory, which is really interesting, where they take video game character creation creators and try and make the ugliest things oh, they yeah. possibly can. I've seen some pretty heinous examples um, in the Elder Scrolls character creators. And, and, other, and otherwise actively try to break yeah. uh, games. Um, Monster Factory is, is the le- leads into the question of, so how many meat can we make him? How many what? How many meat can we make him? It involves playing around with, uh, with Fallout 4 and console commands and killing the same guy over and over again. Okay. It, it's interesting. I don't do it justice. It's worth checking out. Uh, but we'll come up with something. Um, possibly, hopefully, between my two siblings and me. Anyhow, uh, that'll be next week. Or I'll come up with some other like ad hoc top ten or try and get Ethan to do a top ten for me or something along those lines. I don't know. Okay, but yeah, now I'm going to go finish watching the first half and find episode 12. <laughs> oh, in case somebody uh, you know didn't notice, I, I posted the uh, Tommy Wiseau Joker audition. Oh, uh, yes, I saw that. That is, is so great. I haven't got a chance amazing. to watch that You yet, should watch but... it. If you have, and if you have, watch it again. It's fucking yeah, hilarious. It <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyhow, people just didn't get that it was meant as a joke. Yeah. Other times, next times, in future times, this has been Neil. The one true Ben. Mike. Wookie. And we will talk to you again soon. Wookie Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter E and the number 43. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you're listening on iTunes, please consider rating us. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us either by donating on our website or at Patreon at patreon.com slash workingtheory. A final thought. 
Spoon!